Hello, everyone. Hola a todos. Welcome to Say My Name Podcast, a show where we get candid about anything and everything con ganas y corazón, with effort and love. Something's always going down, and we're ready to tackle it. I'm your co-host, Kevin Calderon, joined by... Your co-host, Maritza Estrada. Let's get into it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Say My Name Podcast. I am joined, of course, with my lovely co-host, Kevin. What's up? How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, We are back for episode 17. Wow. Insane. Insane. Uh, 17, and this is going to be our, I think... uh, A very tough episode to talk about or to have, but... Trigger warning. Trigger warning. For sure. Absolutely. Trigger warning for sure. Um, But also uh, one of our latest installments in our Love and Relationship series. And a topic that we wanted to dedicate an entire episode to. Uh, one, because, as we all know, it's not all, it's not all happiness and love and relationships. Right. Even though our last episode was on engagement with yeah. our amazing guests Brian uh, and Ale, the best. Um, we literally had somebody respond and say how they could like hear their love through the I podcast. Saw that. So cute. She's like Kevin's contagious. Yeah. Was like, it was so cute. And so it's like that's so great. And I hate to like make it seem like this episode that's going to come out next is like morbid, but I don't think it is at all. I'm actually very excited. Me too. Um, we can always learn from the bad. Facts. And it's necessary. And it's, it's yeah, it's growth. Uh, one of my favorite songs ever, which we'll get into later in the conversation, is called Lesson Learned by Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. And John Mayer, I think, is the, the person who's in it with her, like the duet. And I discovered that song post achieving mm. scandal well which leads us to why we're here and episode 17 is all about cheating and infidelity correct and we are super excited to have someone with us as we promised y'all we would have guests and um this person is someone who I'm sure I speak with. Uh, I speak for Maritza. Uh, we hold very close to our heart, and we are so thankful that she drove out here from the valley. Um, introducing the iconic, iconic, one for real, only, for real, <laughs> the amazing. Let's just say it. On the count of three. One, two, three. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love that we did that though. There's a there's a story behind that. So, our guest today is Kay, not Kiara, but somebody that Kevin and I met um, as Kiara. So, hey, Kiara. Hey. We're so excited to have you here. So, if you could just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit uh, about you, what you do, how you know us, why you're here, all that good stuff. Okay, so I'm Kay, and I'm from Ventura County, but I currently live in the Valley um, I know Kevin since he was about, let's see, five or six from kindergarten. <laughs> Shout out. When he was baby. slaying in his little uniform with his blue pants and his white polo. Yes! <laughs> she ain't kidding. Yeah, I am not she kidding. not kidding. Shout out to Lemonwood Elementary. Holla. <laughs> and then Maritza, we met in seventh grade at Frank in mm-hmm. yearbook. I had to beg my mom to let me go to Frank because I was going to Fremont with people that were not for me. <laughs> we love the shade. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Spencer. <laughs> right? Yeah, hey Spencer. Hey, if you're listening, girl. Sorry about that time we did that pick. I cannot. Do you remember that moment? Yes. Oh my god. 
We're not going to talk about <laughs> what happened. You know the story. I don't. But I have a story oh. of some other stuff that popped off with Kay. No, I'm almost not graduating from junior high. <laughs> oh, my gosh, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> we got to get into that. Okay, let her finish. Oh, let her fuck. finish. Oh, God. Where was I at? <laughs> Sorry. That we me. met in yearbook. We met in yearbook, yes. And we've known each other since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in interior design, and I have my own business. We're going to get into that later. And I think that's it. Yeah. So we here at Say My Name like to always ask people's pronouns so we know how to properly address everyone as they have a seat at the table. So would you mind telling us your pronouns? So I actually don't have pronouns. Um, I am not really a firm believer in defining who you are by a word. I'm just K, not Kiara. I don't have any pronouns. I love that. We support. Yeah, totally. So I think it's important to take this opportunity. I know that we've had other people in the past comment on like how they love that we ask people their pronouns or that we have people identify themselves. But I think it's also really important to know that that is a valid response to that question. And it's different than the responses we've had in the past, Mm -hmm. obviously, with our other guests. And so that's really exciting. And like I said, we met Kay as Kiara back when we were young. And that's not what you go by anymore, which is cool totally i'm like all for it and so i think it's it's exciting to know that like we're all learning and still like progressing as adults and it just yeah and it just shows you taking control of your own narrative and person and life slash lifestyle yes um how old were you when you decided to to make that change for yourself and uh what were the steps that you took to get to k so i feel like kiara um, is somebody that I actually want to forget. Hmm. Um, I feel like I made a lot of bad choices and I let my life and like my circumstances define me back then. And I wasn't always the nicest person to people. And I feel like when I decided to be K was after in 2012 when I had weight loss surgery and I decided that it was going to be a new me and I was going to go forward and I wasn't going to hold the Kiara baggage. You know, Kiara was a bad bitch. K is still a bad bitch, but. Kiara was just negative. She had a chip on her shoulder. And me, now I'm all about going through life with love and just embracing everybody and trying to learn and trying to be the best person I can be. And that's why I'm K. I love that. I'm, like, so for that. Because I feel like when I look at you and we have kept in touch, you know, via social media and, like, followed each other, I always, like, I think it's, like, a topic for Kevin and I. I'm always, like, oh my gosh, like, I love when she posts this, I love his little, like, quotes she posts and things like that, and it's, like, so, like, uh, nostalgic in a sense to Mm -hmm. think, like, this is the person I met way back then and, like, some of the memories. Now, when you say that, it, like, and, you know, when you become adult and you, like, grow and you're maturing and things of that nature, you definitely end up being, like, ding, I was real, I was, like, real jacked up back then, or I was, like, really sad back then, or I was this, or I was that. I feel like some of the stories and memories I have, just even of myself, I'm like, oh, that was kind of me. Yeah. (laughs) I I can't be like that no more. I can personally sit here with a straight face and say that I'm very happy that you are here, because if I can think about, if I sit and think about anyone who I know, personally, who has gone through a lot in the past decades um, and just in their life in general um, Maritza you would be one of them Kay you would be one of them like mm-hmm. top five easily you've been through I, I could say I would say hell and back <laughs> I would say that you're you, you're a survivor of many 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 things um, 
you know, you're a fighter, you're brave, you're courageous. And these are things like I, I've seen your growth throughout the years is what I'm trying to get at. Mm -hmm. And this is me seeing that without talking to you on the daily, on the weekly, even not even monthly. Um, you've always been you've always been unapologetically yourself. Yeah. And that's totally. why that's why we are happy to have you here and why we chose mm -hmm. weeks ago. Your name was brought up. We, you and I ran into, not ran into each other, we strategically met up because I gave you clothes right, right. for your business, which we'll get into because her business is fab. And so we, um, I remember saying to you that Kevin and I were going to start a podcast and that I was like, you have to come on it. Like, yes. you've got to be yes. on it. So it I had like. So excited for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it was like so cool. And I remember saying that and I was like. A while ago, that was months ago. Yeah, and now we're yes. here. I know, now we're here. And now we're here. Yay! Yes. We're, so we're excited to have Kay here at the table with us at Say My Name, and jump into this hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on, I just want to say that I'm very proud of who you are. Thank and, you. And I love you, and I'm happy you're here. I'm excited to be here. Um, I wanted to really quickly say that before also, Kiara was a survivor, and I used to like hold myself to that, and like people would be like, you're a survivor, like I'm so proud of you, you'll get through it. And I decided that I wasn't gonna be a survivor anymore. Kay is resilient, and that's the difference. I'm not a survivor anymore because I feel like sometimes that has a negative connotation because you're like beat up and kicked around mm -hmm. like a can, and then you're still coming back and you're still shining, like that's great. I don't wanna be that anymore though. I wanna be resilient and I wanna keep thriving. Mm -hmm. I was just gonna say that. Kudos. Yeah, because whenever I think about that as well, um, you know, coming from a different perspective as a cancer survivor, I always like to tell people, I'm like, yeah, I'm surviving like people were like oh you like survived it and you know they use that word and it's totally fine and I'm like um I have a, a tie to the word obviously but I'm always like surviving and thriving like that's exactly. literally what I say yeah. in my head so right now when you said that it's like perfect because that's what I think of and y'all like, y'all are giving me a different y'all are giving me a different meaning of that word because I didn't think of it that way I thought of, of being a survivor as you know as someone who could be resilient but now I see that you see it right. as two different things yes and thank you for teaching me that that's why we're here yeah, yeah. I think yeah I, I love that be, I think a lot of times people look at surviving I think of surviving right now when Kay said that was in terms of like making ends meet type of thing yes that, gotcha. that, yes. Can, gotcha. that can sometimes be the connotation of survivor or surviving is keeping that, your head above water all right. the time and it's like I'm more than that bro like well, I'm, I'm making it yes. you know what I mean because I'm choosing daily but I also see where everyone else is coming from too with that word with that word because I think that a lot of this generation and the new and younger generations than us they use the word survivor over like victim right you you're not you know like we're not a, you're not a victim of gender-based violence you're not a victim of whatever you're a survivor of those things and and i appreciate that shift in verbiage and language but i think it's deeper than that like what kay is saying for i sure. think about survivor the song by destiny's child okay go <laughs> right? on sis let's start an eight count <laughs> right. here we go that's why i'm obsessed with the word no i love it i don't you know not, i don't hate it but i think it's it's relevant to know that not everyone wants to be defined by that right per se right so. um let's get into your business before we get into the deep stuff okay tell course. us about your business the name of it um, when did you establish it and everything any, anything else you want to share okay so my business is called the stretch collective um you can find us on instagram at the stretch.co um it is a body positive and plus size buy and sell buy sell and trade business 
basically, um, I feel like I am a fashionable piece of work. And I love clothes. I love picking I have new to interrupt things. because I literally went on a date on Sunday and went to your page, like your personal and the stretch co, yeah. <laughs> to look for inspo for my for outfit. It? Wow. Fact. I have to keep on posting stuff. Yeah. Because I hate that there isn't enough out there. I mean, yeah. we didn't say iconic for nothing at the beginning of the episode. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying, let it be known. We put it on the record a long time ago. <laughs> but Carry go on. on. <laughs> so um, basically, I decided because I love clothes and I love fashion so much that I wanted to give back. Part of who I am is wanting to give back. And I feel like in the plus size community, you're very limited. And I'm not trying to be out here wearing floral capris and a freaking polo to match because <laughs> that was me in Lemonwood, like fifth grade, matching outfits with my grandma. You know what I mean? Like Living, so limited, so limited. And um, so now I buy stuff. I'll try it on myself, see how it'll fit for plus size girls. Um, and put it on my website, take some pictures, show you guys how to style it, put it on my website. If you have pre-owned clothes that are slightly loved on, you can um, give them to me as credit to buy stuff on my website. And that's really it. So you pretty much uh, take cl uh, clothes if they give it to you, like mm -hmm. you know that they don't want anymore, or you do your own um, shopping and you collect clothes. Um, you live in the valley now. Yes. Um, do you find there being many more options out there than let's say you know here in Oxnard? for your business, does do you think that it thrives more out there? Or, or what does your clientele look like? I know it's plus size, mm -hmm. um, but but uh, what does it really look like in terms of um, location? Is it more out there, here, maybe out of state? Uh, yeah. I feel like most of my clients are out of state. Um, I do have, yeah, I do have a few clients that are in Ventura County and then obviously some in the Valley. I'm still working on growing my fan base in the Valley. Um, but right now I have some clients that are out of state that we do. We also do like FaceTime styling sessions. So wow. um, when you're plus size, you're always scared to order online because you don't know if it's going to fit. Well, you can FaceTime me for 30 minutes. Um, I will pull all the stuff that you're interested in. If it fits me, I'll try it on and show you how it looks. I can show it to you and give you a closer look so you can see like if it's something you're actually interested in before you buy. That's amazing. I had no idea. Yeah. That's like using the age of the internet to your advantage. For sure. Um, and especially now with COVID, like this year has been freaking insane. Mm -hmm. um, when did you establish your business? So we actually launched on September 1st. And I was working on it for months prior, and I finally just pushed myself to launch on September 1st. And I mean, like, I didn't even have sizes on certain items, but I was like, you gotta, me, I'm a, a rip the band-aid off type of person. So I was mm. like, just throw it out there. Somebody's gonna catch it. And I think like three days after I had my first sell, and I started crying because I was so excited. And um, this person has anxiety, and she does not like to go to the stores, even pre-COVID because she has anxiety for being plus size and not a size two to go shop at stores. So um, she handpicked some pieces from my website and I wanted to make it a personal experience. So I actually packed up the order and I personally delivered it to her home um, to meet her and just tell her how excited I was about her business and being able to help her to ease the anxiety, to deliver it to her, to be able to FaceTime with her and talk to her. It was a great experience. And I'm sure that that made all of the difference for her, for you. 
um, you are actually, I, I would think, pretty lucky because, as you just said, you established your business in September, mm -hmm. so maybe, you know, two months ago. Mm -hmm. And you did it in the middle of a pandemic. So, for example, right now, there are many small businesses who existed before COVID who have to adapt to, to online markets, to, to the now, to life now. You don't have that. You created your business now. So you don't, I mean, it's, that plays into your advantage because now I would say you have one up on everyone else because you are using tools that they had to learn. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like, I know, sure. I know it's, it's 2020, but like in terms of having everything via the internet, like that's just crazy. The whole FaceTime thing. I had no idea you did that. Um, obviously we're big on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Shout out to that. But, um, like that, that's a major plus. Yeah. I do zoom styling sessions or if they don't have zoom, they can FaceTime me and it's really rewarding. And I obviously, I personally pick almost everything that I sell with someone in mind because I feel like our clothes, they define us in a sense because I know when I have a great outfit on, I feel powerful, my shoulders are back, my head is a little higher, and I want to give that to others. That part, your chin parallel to the ground. Yep, yep. You know you got fire in you and you're <laughs> yes. gonna strut down whatever street you're on. Yeah. And that's great, that's, that's amazing. Um, I, I, I think that clothes and fashion is a big part of who we are, whether we admit whether we like to admit it or not. We wake up in the morning, we choose what we're gonna wear, mm -hmm. we make a statement with it, whether we think we're doing it or not. So, um, like, just the, the fact that you are a stylist and you think about what you wear, what you buy, what you sell, how you package it, how you sell it, it's just, it's huge. And um, I am excited to learn about or see where your business goes within the next, I don't know years me too i'm very excited about it and i have some new things i'm going to be working on before the end of the year with it and i'm just super blessed a i also have a nine to five job and a business so i manage a store and then i come home and manage my own store but i'm super excited to see where it's going to be going and how you know the stretch co is gonna just shoot for the stars and i hopefully can uh, with being on here reach out to a lot more people that our body positive, our plus size that want to find stuff that A is stylish, A and B trendy and doesn't break the bank because I feel like just because you're fat doesn't mean you have to pay extra for a little bit of extra fabric and that's why my business is called The Stretch. I love it. I love it. And you just said that you have a 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like many of us, you got two jobs. Yeah. You you have your your the job that you know you have to have and then you have the job that you love. Yep. And um, wh what's that like? How, how is it like managing uh, two, two jobs? Do you get enough sleep? Do you get help from anyone? Do you, wh how is that like? So no one helps me. Wow. Um, I go to work every day on my days off is when I do filming videos, I do new pictures, upload new products, create new sales. Um, so basically I have no days off. I, I also have like severe insomnia, so I go to sleep like at 7 and I wake up at like 2 a.m. And then I'm up for the rest of the day, so that's also when I'm working. Um, but yeah, I don't have any help, so on my days off, like I said, if there's a sale or there's something I know that's going to have some full price items, I will be up at 7 in the morning 
driving to downtown LA to find these perfect pieces for people that I know need them out that are out there. Uh, where do you go down there? Do you go to Santee or? No, I don't do anything from the alley. So I go to this store. Um, it's called the Plus Bus, and I go to their outlet store and I basically buy everything that is um, brand names. So I don't like to buy stuff that's. I mean, like we all have stuff that's from the alleys or from China and everything, but I like to buy quality products and sell them at a really good price because I know, like, if you go to Torrid and you buy a T-shirt, it's like forty dollars, um, but then it ends up at this store and it's at their outlet store, and then I buy it and I can sell it to you for like ten bucks, and you'll still have a good quality piece. Yes, it was a little bit used, but it's still gonna be great quality, and you're still gonna get someone else's story passed on to you, which I think is important because. You don't know if that T-shirt helps someone land their first job or not, and then you have something to wear and to feel good in. It definitely uh, shows that you think about all of the aspects of everything,、um, not just for your own、uh, bottom dollar, but、mm-hmm. for everyone else's, and that's、yeah. commendable. There are business owners who don't think that way, and that's unfortunate, especially being a woman of color,、um, a POC, just independent, and everything else. That's that's huge strength, and.、Um, You gotta support your own people. So, Maritza and I are thrilled to have you on, and we'll we'll give you all the clout. And we hope <laughs> we, we hope that this business just thrives and gets rolling.、Um, is there anything you want to disclose that's upcoming in terms of your business? What are you working on, or is it a secret?、Um, so we're gonna be adding a beauty service.、Mm. Another thing that I thought about, I actually had the opportunity to go to、um, a ladies' night sponsored by the Body Shop here in Oxnard. Wow! And I met a bunch of amazing women business owners. We all were able to exchange information and just have this. Great union and this great support system because not everything is glitter and roses, and sometimes things don't go the way that you plan. And just to have that support from women that go through the same thing is great. But I'm definitely going to be adding a beauty service、um, to my collection, and I'm obviously going to service everybody. But it's going to be based on plus size women because I feel like when you're plus size and you go to the hair salon, you might not fit in the chair. You go to the nail salon, you might not fit in the chair, you might not feel comfortable, you might breathe a little harder, so they might be judging you. And I feel like if you have someone like me who is a plus size woman who's fabulous, I can empower you to be great and beautiful and help you,、um, I guess, vamp up your look. This is what I mean about you thinking about everything.、Mm-hmm. I'm just in awe. I'm speechless almost because I don't know what to say other than <laughs> just wow. Yeah. Wow.、Um, Do you have, do you have some people who, do you know people maybe family friends,、um, old friends maybe, who you to- talk to about this project, this this shop, this business that you sh- that you have now? Did they give you the the cold shoulder? Did did they doubt you? Did they say nah, you shouldn't do that? Do you did you have any haters along the way? Ooh, that is so amazing, and I have the best response for that. So in my family,、um, we are raised to have a real job, and when I mean real job, I mean nine to five. You're getting a paycheck to make ends yes, meet. Quote yes, unquote. to make ends meet. We don't.、Uh, we were not taught to pursue your dreams. Pursue our dreams、okay. and to be starving artists because that's not something that's acceptable in my family. And I used to refer to that to people when I would say like. Oh, I'm a painter, blah blah blah, and I'd be like, I don't know how you survive being a starving artist, which is obviously hell offensive. But I never took it that way because 
the way I was raised was like, you need to have a job. So that's why even now I have a business, but I still have a nine to five job because I think it's a little bit of fear that's been instilled in me from my family just growing up or my grandparents have very high expectations and they want us to be successful and good people. And I think that that's a generational thing that needs to be broken. There you go. Hit on the spot. And I know you love and value your grandparents. Yes. From yes. from since I met you. <laughs> yes. So so for you to be able to break that that I I don't want to say curse, but that you know lin, like linear um, traditional way of thinking, uh, that's big on your part. And you are in a way teaching them that you are going to be the black sheep of the family. No pun intended. Right. Like right. because we, we and you know that when you put your art out there. You're putting more than that. It's it's your life. It's, it's my heart. It's your heart. Yes, yes. Well, actually, I love my grandparents and I value them. But they do not know that I have my own business. Oh. Because wow. the way that I live and the way that I move is if I know someone is going to say something that's going to be negative or it's going to be something that's coming from the kindness of their heart, but you shouldn't do that. You should have a real job nine to five. I'm not going to give them the opportunity because I love and respect them to even have the disagreement like once i'm fully up there or things are really good then i'll talk to them about it but i don't i don't need their approval like i love them to death but i haven't told them i haven't mentioned it to any of them and you not mentioning it to them doesn't mean you don't love them right right it just means you're looking out for yourself yes and for your own well-being you don't want to have a negative energy and i know you're so big on this mm -hmm. on positive auras you just said Kay is who she is now because she doesn't want to deal with the negative. Right. Um, I think that that that's that's something that I have to learn because when I do something, when I have a project in mind, I want to share it with people who are in my family who may not say directly, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? Yeah, stop. You know, like, it's not going to go anywhere. But I know that, you know, to them, it it's like a dirt off your shoulders kind of thing but to us it's it's more than that sacred it's sacred yes. um i i you know that i i like to write and i've shared some of my writing online mm -hmm. and you're one of the only you're one of the very few people who reply to it and not only that you've shared some of your art with me personally mm -hmm. yeah um and you and I, I told you I remember wow like this is amazing and I, I, I read everything I took it and I even saved it because you helped me go through things that are difficult for me to go through by myself right and I'm sure I, I bet you don't even know that you do that from a distance so mm -mm. thank you I appreciate that and I, I'm glad it helped I am the black Bradshaw and you can be the OG Carrie Bradshaw because <laughs> I love to write too and I feel like that's why I cherish my business so much because it's my baby. Like I don't it have is. any kids. I'm probably never gonna have any kids, but I, it's my baby. It's sacred to me. So I can get negative response from anybody else in the world because I don't care. But when it's my family, it affects me and I don't want that to happen. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just be out here thriving or struggling or succeeding or not succeeding. And when I'm ready to bring it to the table, then I'll be ready. So do you have any family who who follows you online that knows that you're up to this or so how do you my, keep it under wraps? So my cousins, um, they're my homies and they repost my stuff all the time and they comment and they like because also when you want to support somebody who has a small business, that doesn't mean you need to buy stuff from me or anyone else that has a small business. Yes, we want the sales. Yes, we want to be able to pay our bills, but also 
sharing, liking, reposting, that definitely helps because it spreads the word to people who actually might be interested in purchasing. Which is what Maritza and I say all of the time here. What does support look like from your friends versus from your family? Like maybe it is just a simple like, a simple retweet, a simple share. Um, Cause you're right, maybe someone who does that is gonna just expand uh, our art into pl- corners of the country or whatever that may not really follow us directly, but we're mm-hmm. all connected. Yes. We're all connected and we're all here to um, lift each other up, I hope. So um, I'm thankful that we talked about your business. Um, I wish it and you nothing but the best. Absolutely nothing but the best. Um, it, it's a great thing to be doing during a freaking pandemic. I know. I appreciate it. How have I you really been doing with COVID, it. by the way? How is it for you? Uh, COVID in LA is completely different than COVID in Ventura County. So it's been crazy. I know at first we had super strict curfews and we weren't able to go out. You still obviously have to wear a mask everywhere, but there's no like outdoor dining or anything like that. But I think I've been okay. Like at first I was going stir crazy because I wasn't working. So right. like going to Trader Joe's three times a week to buy eggs, even though I didn't need any, was like my way of getting out. But I think honestly, during COVID, I got to know myself a little bit better. And I did a lot of soul searching and a lot of healing. Obviously, I've had a very traumatic year. And um, I feel like I've just appreciated this. Like, yes, COVID sucks. But also, I try to see the good in things. When will I ever get the opportunity to have seven months off of work and still be getting paid? Never in life. Right. Because I've always had to work. I've always had to have one job or if I want a little bit extra, you got to get another job. And I was fortunate enough to be getting unemployment. I know some people are not getting it or some people are struggling and not have worked for seven months. Yes, I was going absolutely nuts because I was trapped in the house. But then I learned to appreciate it. And I was like, you know what? You're never going to have this opportunity in life, hopefully. Um, So just embrace it. Work on your business. I started working on my business. I started um, listening to your guys' podcast. I started thank you uh, remodeling my apartment, and I mean, like, just doing little things to make myself feel good. Um, and I think that's how I've really survived and kept my head up. Um, before we move on, I just want to say uh, I'm just curious. Did you, by listening to the podcast, did you listen to us and think to yourself, "Damn, they're just like how I know them," or did you, did you see a change in us? Okay, so that is hilarious. I'm, by the way, I'm just going to be honest. I'm like three or four episodes behind. Just keeping it real. Oh, it's okay. You know, I'd be going to sleep at seven. But anyways, um, I talk to you guys when you are doing your podcast. Oh, I'm like, I love this bitch is crazy. I'm all, vacuuming my, I'm all vacuuming my living room. I cannot with her. Turn it up. Oh, my God. In my house, literally. I'm like, oh, my God. That. And I'll just be like cracking up and I'm like. Then I, I'm like one of those people that thinks out loud to make my neighbors probably think I'm crazy as hell. Like, <laughs> cracking up. Or, Who's she talking to? Oh, in yes, the yes. But I can like imagine you guys and like the rapport you have just through your voice and mm-hmm. like how I know you guys, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like crazy. I'm just like, oh my God. That crazy. That comment right there makes this entire season it for me. You know, like, I'm, yeah. I almost want to cry because oh, that was my like, little emotional bag over No, here. like for real though. Like that makes all of our stress worth it. That mm-hmm. she's like listening to it miles away and like 
vacuum in and like <laughs> like speaking back to mm-hmm. it like that's dope no it is it's really cool one of my very good friends from college she said the same thing and i remember when she said that i was like she's like girl i think i'm sitting at the table with y'all and i'm like yes yes you yes are. it's like, very I'm it's a welcoming so- podcast and oh, i think that's I what's that. what's good about it is it makes you feel at home not everybody has the oxnard like upbringing that's why i feel like whenever i'm in la and people like say stuff i'm like well i'm from oxnard i don't deal with this like because yeah even though it's like a big city it's still kind of country and it's still kind of laid uh, yes, back and down those home. small town vibes <laughs> yes we are, are overpopulated real. but yeah <laughs> yes works. that's like it's it feels so good it feels so good I question have you mastered driving in la um, ever since I moved to LA, I my like anxiety have- has been terrible. <laughs> There's so many freaking people that are foreigners there that mm. don't know how to drive. So I feel like everybody that is, <laughs> lives in LA is everybody that lives in LA is not from LA. They're from a foreign country. Right. So everybody's just trying to figure it out and stuff. And it's like, yo, you almost hit me. Like it's the worst. I'm lucky and I'm blessed that I have a parking garage that's gated mm. because I swear to God, when I drive to work every day, I see at least three accidents or someone's car that parked on the street got crashed into. Yes, and stuff. like it's crazy the out there. Yeah. It's crazy. It's Carmageddon. That's what I call it. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's super real. Um, let's you know get Kevin into. Kevin hasn't mastered driving in LA. Oh, I'm. I love driving in LA. I was there today. I don't know why. Because he's a horrible driver. No, I was there this morning. <laughs> I was there this morning and I did okay, so phenomenal. Phenomenal. Anyways, moving on. Let's it's jump beautiful into it. Where we're at, that's why. Yeah. Facts. Um, let's talk about why we're here now. Um, trigger though, warning for sure. Yeah, and I, we mean that with full transparency right. and honesty that this could be a triggering topic for some. And we want you to take care of yourself first. Self-care is important. So make sure that you're in a space. And if you're not in a space to be able to listen, then skip today's episode. Please. And we will be talking um, about... um, So if there are kids in the room, please, you know, put this on pause. But (laughs) we will be talking about um, sex and um, drugs and alcohol and violence and... um, cheating and infidelity and how everything ties up together and we have Kay here because she is someone who I'm gonna just let her take over yeah facts, let's totally. do well versed in failed relationships <laughs> yeah, you ain't oh the God. only one you are not the only one sitting right. at the table okay but some of us are take are get it rougher than some of us yeah yeah everyone's experience is different yes. and some people have a little bit more curvy roads than the others. So this is obviously uh, 17, episode 17, and go off. Talk okay. about what you want to say. Okay, so I actually wrote some notes like I told you guys. I know, I love that. So there's different, to me, there's different forms of cheating. There's visual, there's physical, and there's mental cheating. So I feel like cheating always happens in every single relationship because I feel like this day and age, um, you don't define your version of cheating to your partner. Everybody's trying to be all cute and all perfect and all Instagram worthy and you don't express to your partner, hey, um, if you're looking at that girl, I feel like that's cheating to me, like you're disrespecting me. Uh, or like if you are- Living already. Yes, or like <laughs> if it's the opposite way around, like your partner thinks that because you're close with your male coworker, you're cheating, mm. even though you're not. Like there's so many different levels to cheating. Mind you, I was just watching a show and they said that 47% of millennials prefer non-monogamous relationships. 
That's nearly half. Yes. Yes. And I would say it's probably half. Yeah, I That's... believe it is. Whoa. That's insane. I need that to like resonate for a, yeah. co- for a couple what seconds show? for everybody. Um, it's a show on Quibi because my partner works for Quibi. Okay. Sadly, they're closing down. I was going to say, aren't they closing? They yes. decided to fold, yes, right? Yes, they decided to fold. I feel like if they would have just waited it out a little bit longer when people went back to work, it was perfect. Because you get a full episode of content in 15 minutes. Wow. You watch a whole show on your break, you know? But whatever. Like side note, they decided to fold because they weren't. It wasn't as successful as they subscribers. Thought. Okay, yeah. yeah. So the subscription. That's what I thought. And okay. people complained about paying four ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Netflix just bumped their prices up again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Stop it. But Netflix. they have like a bigger library, or whatever. Right. Of course. But like I, mean, I said, I feel like they too. should have just held it out because it would have been perfect for mm-hmm. Gen Z, for millennials. Like when I'm on my fifteen, sometimes I'm just looking at Instagram and I'm like over it. Like. I wish I could watch something, so then I'll watch a show on Quibi. Cool, yeah, yeah, That, so that fact, though. I know. I'm still trying to digest it. Yeah. So. She hit, like, three parts. That, yeah. In one answer. Yeah, in one. Like, I'm, I'm shook. Just, I'm, I'm processing, mm-hmm. but I have to say, I 100% agree with the different forms of cheating. Which, can you repeat them again? Yes. In, so, yeah, in your opinion. Visual, physical, and mental. Okay. There's levels to all those, though. Like I, I said, you can that, just be levels. <laughs> as someone, and I know you do too, as, as people who read psychologists, like uh-huh. books on love and on relationships, I have never heard, I've never read three, the three differences of cheating. And so you just... I feel like everyone focuses, I have to say, on physical, physical. but I also am really big on emotional. Mm-hmm. So I personally have, like, if someone was to ask me that question, I would have answered physical and emotional. Like, there's those two various yeah. forms of cheating. Yeah, but there's the t- non-monogamy thing is like a Crazy. whole different. That's like I know. I'm gonna whole... find out what show it is, and then I'll text you guys. Yeah. I was I forgot to write it down, but I was watching it, and I was like, "Are you?" Because we're streaming it on our TV right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not real. <laughs> but all the people that were on there that were being interviewed are so okay with it. Like, that is a new norm right now is not being in a conventional relationship. Can I ask you what you, your opinion is on monogamy or non-monogamous? Yes. So I... Actually, wait. I'm going to interrupt oh, you one more time. Go ahead. For those who don't know what monogamous means... Monogamy or monogamous means one single partner. So just being right, like mm-hmm. I'm not looking at the textbook yeah. definition. There's but, no open relationship. Right, and exclusive. an open relationship would be you dating multiple people right. or, you know, sleeping and or dating. Fucking around. Yeah, okay, well, <laughs> well hello. Basically. Can I yeah, break no. the ice already? Because I'm going <laughs> You can do what you want. What do you mean? Um, You've been here for 17 episodes since. Right? So, but so monogamy would be being um, in, in a, a committed. Com- well, I don't want to well, even say right, that. You're right, you're right, you're right. I don't want to say committed. Because you, you can be committed, committed and still open. Facts. So, I mean, if wow. you're agreed We're on learning. it, right? Yep. Yep. So, I just, monogamy is being with one single person. We'll put yes, it that way. Yes, yes. Right? So, okay. What is your opinion? So, my opinion, because I've cheated on almost all of my partners besides two, um, I think for me, I would prefer a non-monogamous relationship, okay. but I always try to do the right thing and <laughs> end up in one. And then I get bored. I don't mean to laugh, but no, it's we, all good. <laughs> we love the truth. The truth. I think it's because we can see her face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, well. I'm looking at Kay's face, and it's like. Oh, she's cool. So I'm gonna um, just ask her uh, up front and straight up: Why do you cheat? Why have you cheated? 
that's the next one on my list. Yay! Oh, come through. Okay, so we why? love a prepared guest. Yes. And there is, and we are, and just so you know, we're not judging Kay. No. This is all truth telling, and we're that's why we're, you're here. So for our listeners, there's no judging allowed. No, this is a judgment-free zone. Really? I was literally thinking that. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna think I was such no. a big hoe. But Ew. obviously, I don't even care. No. But um, I was just like. Maybe once they hear my perspective, yes, they'll course. think differently about it. Yeah, because I have a different, I, in my head right yeah. now, I have a different perspective. Just not even, not in like comparison of stories, just my experience, right? right? You know, so I'm here for it. Let's go. Yeah, so first and foremost, I want to say cheating is bad. I don't think it's good, okay? But I feel like everybody does it. You don't condone it. I do not condone it because breaking someone's trust, once you break someone's trust, um, I don't think there's very many people that can recover from broken trust. Mm. And I feel like when people stay in relationships with people that have cheated on them, whether it be once, twice, five times, whatever, they always are going to have a chip on their shoulder. There's always going to be resentment and they're always going to have the what if. And I feel like those things are things that can really mess up a person. So just think about that when you're making these bad decisions. And I'll tell you why I made mine. <coughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, cheating happens always because it's not usually defined in relationships by the individual partner, which mm. I obviously said earlier. Um, I have cheated and I've been cheated on. So I know how it feels both ways. I have actually cheated, like I said, on every person I've been with except for two. So I think I'm a serial cheater. <laughs> um, but like I said, I've evolved now. I pride myself in being a good person. I pride myself in being trustworthy. And also, I feel like cheating has to do with communication in a sense. Mm. So because I have a really amazing partner that I can communicate with and tell everything to, I would never even think about cheating because it's like, well, I know I can talk to you. Like, you're literally my best friend and I know you're not going to judge me. You might be upset, but you're always going to come to me from a place of love, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Uh, so, yeah. Where was I at? Okay, so the fun fact. So let's start out this way. Um, yes, I have cheated on multiple partners, but it's always been with the same person. And this was my first love mm. who is a band-aid for me. Um, basically they're always there to fix things when they're not right or if my partner isn't showing me something and I know this person will show me it that's what that's why people cheat when you're in a relationship and you're missing something from your partner and if you have communicated it and they're not willing to meet you halfway or work towards it because obviously if you don't know now you know relationships take work they're not easy right um and something's missing, you're going to gravitate to someone else that shows you something different. I tell my friends this all the time. If your boyfriend is not showing you any affection and he's not showing you whatever you need, that physical touch, and someone gives you the embrace that you need, you are going to stray. Yes, you may love your boyfriend, whether you stray mentally, whether you stray physically, whether you stray emotionally, it's gonna happen. I wanna add verbally. Yes. Whether you stray verbally. Yes. Because what do we do? We flirt, flirt with words. Yep, yep, yep. Feeling attacked. <laughs> right? I'm like... But you're, 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 you're right. You nailed it on the communication being tied to why people cheat or why they don't cheat. 
Um, do you believe in the phrase "once a cheater"? Thank you. I was always ask a cheater. That. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. Because I feel like everybody, people can change. Like, I can honestly say in my last two relationships, I have not cheated because I pride myself in not being that person that hurts someone that I love. And because I hold that so dear and because, like I said, I try to do everything with a little bit of love behind it. I don't want to betray my partner's trust. If something's not working for me, I just got to let them know. And I feel like people are so scared to say what they want, and that's how you end up getting hurt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you honestly say that um, if when you hurt someone you love, you hurt yourself, essentially? Definitely. Yeah. It also depends on the type of relationship you have. Like, if you're in a relationship with someone that's like your soulmate, and like you guys are just you know so intertwined and so connected on like a level beyond you know normalcy i feel like when you cheat on them you cheat yourself because you love them they love you and then you're cheating on them so you're betraying their trust and then you have to do even more work to work to earn it back not knowing if they'll truly ever forgive you Mm. and it's just work to lie yeah it is Ooh. Let me tell you. <laughs> tell us. Tell us. So let me tell you about this story. I was with my ex and we moved um, to a place. And I was working. I got a job before we moved to this place. And she was just staying at home every day. And I would work like a 40-hour shift in three days so that we could spend time together. So I did two 24-hour shifts and then like a 12. Um, and I would always come home to her in the same place, like just watching Netflix and the place was very uh, white. Can I say that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, the place was very white and very uh, Republican. And obviously, she's gay. So she was like, well, you don't know how it feels to go out and people are staring at you and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, people are going to stare at you no matter what. Like, if they want to stare, they're going to stare. But she didn't have any motivation. Was this Palmdale, Lancaster? No, this was up north in Reading. Okay. So then um, I was texting when I was at work or talking to that person, that Mm band-aid. And um, so when my my partner at the time had went to, let's just call her, I don't know, I need a good name. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah. When Sarah went to visit her family um, in San Francisco, which was four hours away from where we lived and was gonna be gone for the weekend, I drove past San Francisco to leave my car at my Band-Aid's, at, at my Band-Aid's house, um, got on a flight to, com- to come to be with her in Ventura County, and then got back on a plane, went to pick up my car in San Francisco while Sarah was still there visiting her family and didn't know I was there, and drove home and literally got home 20 minutes before she did. And it acted like I was at home and working the whole time. I got more. <laughs> we are like, uh, yeah. okay, so yes. I think I needed the trigger warning. Yeah. Because I was cheated on in my five year relationship, which we always talk about. And I know mm-hmm. everyone probably thinks it's so played out, but it's like I knew I was going to have to talk about it over and over and yeah. again yeah. on the podcast. And he used to pull stuff, like I know now because he admitted to a lot of it. Like mm-hmm. he used to pull stuff like that too. And I was like, no. so that to me, <laughs> that story, it just sounds like you planned it. You planned the what you was going to do. Well, so we were not on good terms, uh-huh. and I, she was going to visit her family, and I was texting this person already, so we had already been building up a rapport, mm-hmm. and I was like, 
I'm like, oh, she's gone for the weekend. And then she's like, I'm booking you a ticket right now because that's the type of relationship that we have. Like wow. this person thinks no. the sun shines out of my ass. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm dying. Now let me ask you this. Did, did Sarah ever go through your phone? Yes. Did she have a clue? Yes. So Sarah was on the iPad at home not doing shit while I was working, <laughs> looking at my messages. And that's how I got caught. And then like, went, how, how long did it take for you to get caught? Well, I didn't get caught. Sarah still doesn't know about that time. But Sarah will know now because Sarah knows who she is. Obviously, all my exes know who they are. So right. it's fine. Hey, Sarah. But, um, <laughs> oh, hey, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> right. Sarah's married. It's fine. She's we good. ain't sorry, Sarah. <laughs> no. She's married. Yeah. But lesson so, learned. Listen to I lesson learned. I got caught another Sarah. time. Yeah, I got caught another time, and then I went home, and all my makeup was in the toilet. So I was pissed, <gasps> but I deserved it. But not the makeup, girl. Right? <laughs> not the makeup. I'm just thinking of all the money that's yeah. on my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> but this is how I reacted because cheaters also are angry. They always put it back on you, and I knew what I was doing, and they're manipulative. So my makeup was in the toilet. So I was just like. Blaming it on her because she wasn't doing anything, even though I was upset, but I should have communicated that to her. You're not doing anything. We've been here. You haven't tried to get a job. Da 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 da. So I threw all her shit over the balcony and I kicked her out and she moved back home. I'm so sorry for <laughs> laughing. You're not. It's you're totally laughing. fine. How long could you still laugh? Sarah survived. <laughs> no, what I'm, what I'm laughing about is what's funny to me, and it, it shouldn't be, but it's just we're, we're having a good time. Yeah. Is that you did something bad to her on top of already doing something <laughs> bad to her. I'm telling you, Kiara was terrible. Fucking ruthless. Ruthless. Like, I had no shame. And then I waited. And the drive home was nine hours. I waited like three hours to call her and was like, come back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and she didn't, oh, obviously. I was like, she, I thought you were going to say she did. I was like, no, But then Sarah. we were still texting. Mm -hmm. And then I moved back home with her, back to Oxnard. I just want to know, what floor was y'all on? We were on the second, oh. so I threw those storage tubs right over. <laughs> so it wasn't posted. that dramatic. It was dramatic. Kay helped her move. Yeah, basically. Wow. Basically, I helped her move. I mean, So yeah. once you moved back to Ventura County, mm -hmm. how long did that last? How long were you with her? It didn't last very long. Okay. Because I feel like our relationship was already broken, and the trust was broken, mm -hmm. and that was my homie. We were young, you know? Like, this was a young love relationship. Mm -hmm. We were engaged after six months because... In the lesbian world, you know, you bring a U-Haul on the first date. Um, <laughs> I'm fucking we, dead. We me. Not me getting dragged also. It's Dance. life. Yeah, you just bring it, a backpack right. in your car on no, your first you're, date because you're, you're right. moving in. You're right. I'm you're right. so weak. Did we not, this man. did we forget my move to San Diego? Yes. We did not. That hurt me. I don't even want to talk about it. With that married man. <laughs> and I not even go there. We can't. That's another episode part two. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a real friend. But I got cheated on too, so... It, this is yeah. it all ties down but yeah. what else um let's see how long were you in a relationship with sarah like in total yeah two years i okay. cannot make it past two years i don't know why with anyone with anyone so how long are you with the girl with the person your current you're with partner. now um so it's it was a year in april does she know that you can't make it past two so she's get, she gets the best version she has gotten the best version oh, of me so this might be wait the we need to stop real quick Kay's entire face just changed when we asked that question. <laughs> I'm living. Yeah. Maybe it's a sign. I chose to be a better person. Um, I, I knew I needed to date someone that was older than me because obviously um, 
we keep referring to my traumatic past. I um, had a partner who was the love of my life, who was 14 years older than me, who passed away this year, three days before my birthday. Um, so that was a very traumatic experience for me. And I just feel like it taught me so much about life and about love. Mm. She would always tell me before she died, Kay, you're gonna remember me. You're gonna remember the things that I'm teaching you um, because you're bitching right now because I'd be like, I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna save my money and I just wanna shop and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. She was already established. She already had a career. She already did things. And so I feel like that has shaped me now. I, yeah, let's just talk about your age, if that's okay. Yeah. For a, like a minute. So Maritza and I, we're 29. We t we met, you know, back in elementary. So you are. I'm 29 as well. Right. Your yes. birthday is in January. Yes. Um, I'm about to be dirty 30. Hey. How so? The your partner who has now passed. Mm -hmm. How old was she? 14 years older. So she. She died this year. She was 43. Okay. And um, I met her. Yes. I did. Yes. And I remember her very clearly. Mm -hmm. Very very clearly. Um. I want to just give you the space to talk about her in any way that you want mm -hmm. and let's hear about it. Let's hear about that part of your life and what did she teach you? Okay, so she taught me basically to save my money because I love to shop, which is why I have a clothing business. <laughs> uh -huh. um, but she just taught me so many different things about life, about being a good person, about working hard, not being shady. Um, she had money and she would always penny pinch and I would be so annoying because mm -hmm. it's like you have the money Why are you not but now I know why like because she would always tell me okay? You need to save for a rainy day What she taught me is that you can love someone through anything you can love someone from top to bottom up and down um, and I mean like if you power through it and like I said relationships take work she taught me that if we worked together we would be a united front and no one would be able to break us. And I'm so thankful and so blessed to have had her in my life for as long as I did. It was only about four years, but I feel very blessed and she's definitely shaped me to be the woman I am today. So you met her toward the end of her life. Yes. And think about that for a moment. Mm -hmm. How much of a blessing is that? It is a blessing because I met her towards the end of her life and I feel like she kind of gave me mine. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She gave you whatever she had left mm -hmm. and she taught you she is like passing of the torch yep you know so think of it i mean i, I ain't gonna tell you but you know that, yeah. that's amazing yeah it is it's super exciting and i mean like obviously i would rather have her here than not but like i said i'm so just blessed to have had that in my life and that was my soulmate that was the love of my life um so i definitely love a little bit different now and i feel like my current partner I just have so much appreciation for. Mm. We talk about my ex. We have an ofrenda right now in our apartment for my I ex. I saw it. It's beautiful. And um, I don't have any of that negative stuff. I don't have any of that um, when you're with somebody and they're jealous. I have a friend who has a, a partner that passed away too. And her current partner, when she talks about him, will be like, oh, well, you do still love him? Or do you still this? Or do you still that? I don't have to deal with that. So I'm pretty lucky. Like... She'll be like, all right, let's sit down. Let's look through her pictures. Let's talk Aww. about her. Whatever. That is a true adult, mature, Facts. loving relationship. How old is she? She's 31. Okay. Yes. And I think it has to do with the fact that she's from the East Coast. She's from Philadelphia because 
California people hey, ain't shit. Philly. Like, <laughs> I love California and everything, but I feel like we are all, everybody's out for themselves. And we stayed in the East Coast for three months this year during the pandemic as well. And because her mom got COVID. And um, is she okay? She's fine okay. now. But I just learned a different way of life in the East Coast. It's amazing. You yeah. get all four seasons. Um, I've seen people on a horse and buggy going down the street in Philadelphia because <laughs> there's a lot of Amish people. But it was a great That's experience. Right. It was it was a great experience. So your current partner, it's safe to or it's safe to say that your current partner is a hundred percent on board helping you through your grieving process. Yes, yes. And I am not super emotional. Um, so I will still have a mental breakdown in the shower and just cry and like mm-hmm. she'll be working because she works from home and she won't even know. You know what I mean? Well, let me just rephrase that if I may. Mm-hmm. You are emotional, just not in public. Right, right. Yeah. Private but not public. even privately. Okay. Um, I don't really cry that much. I always like I almost cried right now, but I always choke it back and I just have been taught to be strong and just to deal with it. And I think that's also something that I benefited from in the pandemic is being weak and crying all the time. So what is your advice to people out there, folks out there who refuse to cry? I think that crying is necessary. It is a release that you need. And no, I'm not saying to become a hot ass mess and be crying all over here in the streets, but take some time (laughs) for yourself. Listen to some music, write some stuff down, like, I know everybody's into this whole self-care shit, if I'm just being honest. My opinion is completely different. Like, I just can't with it. But anyways. Um, we support it. Yeah. We did that we whole hit episode, that episode on, on self-care. I know. Yeah. That's skills. the one I was talking back to. I was like, fuck those bath bombs. Yeah, like, that, exactly. I hate <laughs> they that. They don't change your life. They don't. They don't like, do nothing, sis. Don't. Like, it's for e- something's for everybody, but that's not going to fix the problem. Facts. And I think for me, like, when I get all, like, Kevin knows this is one of those topics I rant about. Is like, girl, that $10 bath bomb that spews out glitter that you posted on your Insta story yes. is not going to heal yeah. For in this example, you know, the fact that you're grieving the loss of an ex-partner. Mm-hmm. What that does is it gives you an excuse to right. say to that you fixed it. it. Right. To not deal with it. But if the $10 bath bomb is going to make you feel better for the 15 minutes because you're going to cry it, it out yeah. or you're going to journal or you're going to do something, cool, go for it. But I promise that it's not going to fix everything right, with right. one bath that's glittery. Yeah. <laughs> we. I mean, yeah, crying is, is a release. Yes. You know, so sometimes it's needed. I think being whatever any person's uh, version of being emotional or non-emotional, because I would agree with you. I'm not an emotional person. Um, It doesn't. There's like I always tell people there's three things that will make me instantly cry. And that's my kids here at work, animals being hurt and my cancer story. Yeah. Other than that, like it's kind of a stone cold front over here on this end of the table. But I think that it's not a weakness, though. I think that we you know depending on where you come from and what your circumstances are in your upbringing it can be seen as a form of a weakness but i think now for me at least in my journey as an adult and becoming you know going through the motions of life i think that it's valid you know something that you need i want to go back to um your uh partner who Mm -hmm. has now passed Mm -hmm. um and the partner who you have now um I can only imagine her being happy for you from wherever she is. Yeah. Do you think about that sometimes? Do you think about anything related to her daily? Um, I talk to her all the time. Mm-hmm. 
and my AC turns on in my car by itself and it's a brand new car so I know there's nothing wrong with it so I feel like it's her mm-hmm. um, I am very spiritual so at my house when I'm like cleaning or whatever I will talk to her out loud because mm-hmm. I don't want her to go away I want her to stay around as, mu- as much as possible even if sometimes death scares people but I think that's another thing she taught me is because she was um, a mortuary scientist is that like death is beautiful I feel like she is so protected by all of the souls that she helped while she was on this earth. And I feel like she's living her best life now in Mm -hmm. the afterlife because she helped so many families in this community and um, did a lot of things for people that were dealing with the losses of loved ones. So I'm not scared of that. I'm not scared when I feel her. I'm not scared. I talk to her all the time, probably more than I should because it's not normal, but I do. It's normal. Yeah, I talk to her all the time, and, like, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I still have a part of her. Right. And the fact that you make the choice to talk to her out loud Mm -hmm. lets us all know that she was that transformative in your life that you need to have with you every day. Um, Because, I mean, if I talk to people who I'm not with and they're still alive... (laughs) Out loud, yeah. They're not with. They're, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean. Like I yeah. can just imagine the level of love that you still carry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I was walking by her like flowers uh, just yesterday, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna do something new with my business. We're gonna kill it. Like I'm doing this for you to show you like how great I am or how great I'm going to be. And not only am I going to like rise to the occasion for myself, but I'm gonna have you in my heart mm-hmm. go- getting there. Yeah, that's so, so yeah, it feels good. So I want to ask a tougher question. Yes. Uh, because the episode is on cheating and infidelity. And mm-hmm. so we know that you have shared this, you know, something that was really transformative. Um, not only that partner who passed, but the experience after. Mm-hmm. Did you cheat on this partner? I did. Mm. I did with the Band-Aid. Got it. And this partner... Um, can't really get too deep into it just because her family is also struggling with the grieving process but um had some issues of her own as well and she she was doing her own thing and she was cheating as well um but yes I did with Mm -hmm. the band-aid I felt like I wasn't getting what I needed from this relationship Mm -hmm. and you fight in relationships let me just put that out there but my thing is, let's fight about something new. If we're fighting about the same stuff, we shouldn't be together. Or there's a problem. Preach. I would agree. Preach. We need to fight about something new. And that was our problem. Is like we're fighting over the same thing, mm-hmm. which ultimately led to her death. But, yeah, I just, I got comfortable. I got too comfortable with my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it was, in my relationship, it was not lack of love. It was lack of effort. Got it. Can we please talk about um, her lifestyle? What were the fights about, if that's okay? Um, The fights were about drinking, um, and it's very sensitive to me, but yes, the fights were about drinking. I couldn't deal with it because I was the type of person that was raised on tough love, and I feel like that's how I treat everyone in my life, and I'm trying to transform that so it's not so harsh Mm -hmm. because with me, everything is black and white. You want to come home drunk, then I'm not going to be here. I'll be in someone else's bed. You know what I mean? Mm. So I feel like that's kind of where I got like my comfort and safety for the moment with this person that 
has been in my life for 10 years that has and the crazy thing is like we'll get to this in a second but like think about her perspective like you've been you've been with me for 11 years now actually through every single relationship yeah i was just gonna ask you're about okay that. with that mm -hmm. and we never gave it a go we never like we dated once in a full relationship but ever since that one time we have never tried to be in a full-blown adult relationship ever since then mm -hmm. and i don't know why but yeah i definitely did and she cheated as well um and then we broke up and we didn't talk for a year and we met up again and it was like my heart was complete yeah and i was trying so hard to be tough and like oh she wanted to meet up and apologize and tell me all the work she's done on herself and everything so i showed up but i definitely had my guard up like times mm -hmm. 10 and then she just looked at me and she like smacked me on my chin and she was like stop you don't have to do that she's like you are my best friend in the entire world she's like don't act like this let's just have fun and as soon as she said that, we got in our car and we went to the restaurant we were meeting at. And it was like, nothing changed. I forgot all the bad. I forgot all the negative. I forgot all the hurt because I had my person back. Like, this is the, the key to my lock. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was it was a crazy experience. Wow. Yeah. There's levels. Yeah. Like I said, there's levels to all this stuff. Yeah, no, there totally is. There is, like, I think that that's important. So I kind of want to shift years into this person who's the band-aid right let's do it why are they the band-aid or what in your opinion so i feel like she is the band-aid because we got to give the band-aid a name okay let's give the band-aid a name the band-aid's <laughs> name can be what what can the band-aid's name be something basic because they basic kate. I guess. kate loves it um <laughs> So the band Sorry, Kate. The band Kate. is Kate. <laughs> I know, right? There's like Kate's listening. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I don't think I know anyone named Kate. Me either. So, so we good. Yeah, we be. Um, so Kate has been in my life. If I do, I'm sorry. Kate was my first girlfriend. Okay. Um, How old were you? High school, 17, oh. and I chased after her. She was a year older than me. Graduated already. No. Okay. So she was about to graduate. And then we stayed in a relationship when she graduated and I was still in high school, which was also very difficult. Because mm -hmm. um, in college, you just, you're that person, you know? Like, you think you're the shit. In high school, you're still figuring it out. Right, you know right. I mean? So she was local for college or? Yes, okay. local. Um, and so we had a relationship or whatever. Why we have never been in a relationship is because she is very traditional. Mm-hmm. I am not. Um, I can always bend, especially if I love you, you know, like I will always try to meet my partner halfway. But she's so set in her ways and she has to like go through her family for everything and get their opinion mm -hmm. and that drives me absolutely insane. So I can't, I just can't do with it. Like mm -hmm. I'm super independent and like if you need to ask your mom what kind of toilet paper you should buy, like... Just wipe it with a leaf. That's a toilet you know paper. I mean? like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it yeah, wasn't that get, deep, no, but it was I, yeah, like, come I get it, on. I get it. It's I couldn't. And, like, I hated going to, like, family stuff where I felt like I was judged by these, like, classy people because mm. not that I was, like, loud or, like, being, like, how I am right now with you guys. So she did bring you around, though. Yeah. Okay. Always, off and on. So the family knows, too. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my friend. Like, mm. yeah. That, that's how they... 
that she refers to me as my friend or whatever. Like, oh, me and my friend are going to hang out in my room. Like, Can no, I- we're not. Your friend's going to be hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Can I ask if you're, if Kate is out? Now she is. But mm. at the time, no. Was so not. in our relationship, Kate was not out. And me being in high school, being Kiara, mm-hmm. I outed Kate to her favorite teachers because she pissed me off. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And then yeah. what happened? Can I ask, were you out at the time? So I or, never uh, came out. Okay, so I was just going to say, like, I just totally, like, asked yeah. probably a, a question that is going to be offensive to some. So I'm sorry. I apologize to you, too, if that was Good. offensive. Um, but I think that's the thing. Like, do, if you had to choose, and this, cause we probably should ask this back with the pronouns thing. Would you? What would you identify as? I don't. 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 I literally don't. That's and that's totally like normal. Yeah, I don't. I feel like I have liked women since I was very young, and um, I had boyfriends because all my friends were having boyfriends and stuff. Men are attractive to me, but I'm not sexually attracted to men. Mm -hmm. And um, so yeah, I never was like, oh, I'm a lesbian or I'm bisexual or whatever. Like, I never never, like chosen per se or whatever. Like, never chosen an identity. Like, if I bring a girl home for Thanksgiving, you better accept her just like you would if if it was a guy. Right. And if someone has something to say about it, which they won't, because. I feel like they know better. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just remove myself from the situation. Yeah, and totally. Have microwave, you know, popcorn for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like the that's something that I've talked to about with Kevin, um, my younger brother, who was a guest on the show for my birthday. Um, when he like came out, quote unquote, I was so funny because I was like, okay, <laughs> you're like. What, what? Yeah, and people like, expect like, it to be like this doing? big old thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's I'm, different for everybody. Yeah, but people like, definitely okay. expect it to be like, what was your coming out story? Like, it's so tragic. I yeah. know it's tra- like it's not always a tragedy. Sometimes parents are like, honey, we knew, we love you. <laughs> Keep going. Like, go to work. You're gonna not be me late. With you, my mom. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. literally, my like I asked my brother. I was like, did you want me to do something different? Right. Like literally, like in the voice that I'm you telling y'all, because I was yeah. just kind of like. I don't care. Like, you still have to go to school and pay bills and wipe your ass. Yeah. yeah. That the rest yeah. of us do. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you... not everybody gets that. Right. No, totally. And I'm like, to- I guess that's kind of why I like, I'm like, oh, you know, because it's like you said, there's like this automatic assumption in our society that people are quote unquote straight. So who you bring to Thanksgiving dinner, I love right. that analogy, is always like, there's this assumption that Marita's going to walk in with a guy, you know, or Kevin is supposed to quote unquote walk in with a woman. And it's like. No. And then we bring someone different, they're like, oh, okay, let's eat. Right, That's right, That's how right. it should be. You right. know what I mean? You know, it's right, like, right. okay, cool, here yeah. we are. <laughs> so, uh, okay. We're at the kids' table, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're not letting us sit with the adults. What else you got for us? Oh, so we were talking about, we were talking about um, Kate and yes. them being out or not. And so you said that you outed them. So I outed them, not to their family or anything, but to, like, super important people at their uh, school, at school, at mm-hmm. high school, and like their group of friends, because I was tired. I was fed up. Like, you guys are probably the listeners are probably like, this lady is crazy. <laughs> but I was fed up. So I was a senior in high school. I would leave every day in fourth or fifth period just to go be with her because she had dismissal. I almost didn't graduate because I missed like 78 days from those two classes. Damn. Girl. For this woman, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we would just go like hang out or like do stuff or whatever 
But yeah, I was just fed up. And then mm-hmm. like, I feel like some days she would ignore me and like leave with her friends and stuff. And you know, being 17, you take that personal. Mm-hmm. So then when I saw them at a party and they were like, why are you guys always together? And I was like, cause we're fucking like, what else? You know what I mean? Like what else are you supposed to say? Sorry. Right. But, no, you're fine. Yeah. Like I was like, cause she's, she's my girlfriend. Like what, what else? And then they were shocked, but it's like, how can you not tell? She literally looks like her name should be Paul or something. You know what I mean? Like. I don't know. I don't know. Kevin is like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's. I wish I could like give a visual to everybody because yeah. you're just like watching TV. Yeah, like you can tell. Talking, yeah. Like you can tell when someone's gay. Like everybody has a gaydar. Some people are like, oh really? Like really? Her mustache is thicker than yours, bro. You know what I mean? Like you get it. You get it. But yeah, I yeah. Okay. So yeah. That makes so sense. then like that happened, and then like she was really pissed off at me about that, and then like we stopped talking. We always stop talking and start talking and stop talking and start talking. But this is how I know things are different now is because we don't. Mm. We don't have any communication. I was just going to ask. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. So the weird thing is we got in like an argument. We were talking because uh, she would FaceTime me like five times a day. Like if she had to say something instead of just shooting me a text message. And I remember we were FaceTiming and I was like, can you just text me? Like, why do you always have to FaceTime? Like, I don't, I don't have time to be trying to like put my phone up. I'm driving or whatever. And then she was like, well, fine. I just won't talk to you. And I was like, okay, bye. We never talked again. It's been like three years. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's been a significant amount of time. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's been a good amount of time. And there isn't even the slightest niche that you want to talk to her. So when I first moved to LA, I smelled her. I'm very connected with like Sense. people and senses and like. I could smell her and I was in the elevator going to my job all the time and I'm yeah. like, why am I smelling her? Um, wow. And then I text her and I was like, hey, um, I keep on smelling you. It's so weird. I just wanted to see how you were doing or whatever. And she didn't text me back, but I got a text from her the next day at like four in the morning. Um, like, oh yeah, I had something for lunch and blah, blah, blah. So she didn't respond to my message. She responded to someone else's message, but text me obviously because she saw the message she's being petty and didn't text me back even though i was coming from a place of chill you know yeah of course casual because we grown and um yeah she didn't text me back but then she texted me back about that and i stopped because usually i would just engage right away and now that i've gotten older i don't need to give my energy to everything so i was like you know what i'm not gonna respond I'm not gonna respond because this wasn't meant for me anyways. I know she saw my message and she chose not to respond and I respect that. So your current partner, mm-hmm. we we stand because your yeah. current partner is someone who you obviously already stated is somebody who has helped you through the grieving process. Does your current partner know about Kate and that band-aid, quote unquote? Yes, and like I said, I literally have the best situation ever because my past does not define me in this mm-hmm. situation. Even my current partner, um, after the passing of my ex, I completely have de- detached emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I'm so lucky. I should be out on the street or like having to move back to Oxnard or something. Like, I mean, we do not sleep under the same blanket. We don't, like her head is by my feet. And I'm so emotionally broken right now and still recovering that I can't give that to anybody, but she respects that. And so what we do just to keep a rapport is before I leave to work, she will get up and we'll hug for like a minute and just embrace each other before I leave. Um, And I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky to have that. Like she doesn't have any issues. I talk to her all the time. 
about these people mm -hmm. and like it's like as if I'm talking to my friends so it's it's really great she literally just told me the other day like I'm gonna call Kate to come pick your ass up because I can't deal with it <laughs> Wow. I'm getting rid of you. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, please Facts. don't do that to me. <laughs> like, no, I was I on the toilet. I was like, no, <laughs> I want to be here. I don't want to yeah. go there. <laughs> it's like, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So She's, we. She sounds real mature. Facts. Too mature. She's, like, She's too mature. Uh -uh. Yeah. I love that. So we, so the episode was cheating and infidelity. So I, we, you shared a lot of your experience as you know, in your own words, a serial cheater at one time. Right. And now we'll say you're reformed. But, Kevin, I, we know your experience with cheating. Mm -hmm. Have you ever cheated? I honestly have not. So, Kay presented a new concept for us in terms of levels of cheating. Right. I think maybe, I think visually. Okay. Probably visually. Um, not mentally? You've never had well, that experience oh, no, no, where no. someone, well, like, feeds your mind? I was trying to think about the, yes. um, the many ways you brought up um visually yes mentally yes um physically no verbally yeah i, th I guess yes to all of them minus the the physical the physical do you think that any of the partners that you had quote unquote cheated on in those ways do they know yeah of course they know that they like, do they do okay. they do they do they do mm. and because arguments would form from that so apparently it was very apparent that I was doing that but if they do not show you or give you what you need and mm -hmm. someone else is feeding the different need for them, that's like a psychology thing yeah it's like feeding the need exactly scratching the itch if someone me I'm all about falling in love with you mentally before anything else like if we can be friends and we can be so connected at the mind like we're golden but if something's missing and I've communicated it to you and you're not doing this for me or vice versa, and I have a coworker who is just like, we're vibing on music, we're vibing on life or whatever, that's mentally cheating. But that's the thing though, like there are so many elements to being that you have to like, like connect to with people so that you don't cheat. Right. There has to be great sex. There has to be the same taste in music. There has to be you know, like everything has to kind of align so that you don't stray because let's say that you stray because as you say, they're not giving you what you want. But does that condone cheating though? Like, No, cheating is definitely a choice. Right. Um, right now, my current partner, like we're hyping her up and everything, that's great. Um, opposites do not attract, let me tell you that. She's the complete opposite of me. She is quiet. She never wants to go anywhere. Um, She's a Taurus, so she's real chill. And I'm an Aquarius. I am a bull. I'm just going head forward, you know, strong-willed. But I would never cheat on her because it's a choice that I'm choosing not to ever make again in my life. And even though she's not necessarily checking all the boxes or feeding all the needs, I will never cheat on her because it's a choice. I, I, I really believe that we all, we all choose to visually, verbally, emotionally, and mentally cheat. We all do it. Do yeah, we not? I, I would agree. Right. I, I, I completely agree with cheating is a choice. Is a choice. But that statement alone, like in any form or fashion, it's a choice. Right. You, you can choose, and I think the word that we keep coming back to and I really love is the communication because you're choosing also to either not or to communicate 
and then that problem doesn't get resolved. If you have to be afraid to bring something up to your partner, then that's the first sign that communication is not there. Right. You shouldn't be afraid to talk about anything. Conversations are hard sometimes, and that's okay. But that's why we have them. Facts. Mm-hmm. You but you always to. grow from uncomfortable situations right. and there uncomfortable is conversations. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do you believe and do you believe that someone can grow into wanting to have those uncomfortable talks? I think so, and I hope so for all of us because I know for myself, I love to talk and I love people and I love to have fun and everything, but in certain situations, I am so uncomfortable and I feel like I have to push myself to be like, like this, like, okay, this isn't just a regular conversation. This is a show we're taping. So I put that pressure on myself, like, oh, I got to make sure like A, B or C, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's, it's different. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this is insane. But we're learning a lot. Um, you think that cheating is not the same as infidelity. Correct. So explain that for us a little bit. Well, okay, let's pull up let's pull up book definitions. Okay, let's of do both it. really quick. Infidelity is actually a synonym of cheating. There it is. <laughs> so okay, so technically, yeah, it is. I just feel like so when I think of infidelity, um, I personally feel like that really comes down to like sexually like you're like that i feel like for me it's just heavily tied like the two mm-hmm. and cheating is just like this i mean it, correct like the the textbook you okay, just pointed out the textbook definition of it all they're like a synonym so technically it's the same i'm not gonna argue what webster is yeah. telling us you know but i am like but cheating is like like i think for me i associate cheating with all these different ways you know so i always think of like the emotional thing um, when I was cheated on in my relationship, I saw the disconnect. I'll never forget, and I told him this. I saw the disconnect instantly one time. We were standing at, we were at my parents' house. I was in the kitchen, and if you've ever been to my parents' house, there's like two steps to like the dining room. It's mm-hmm. like a baby step. But essentially, like you are, st- when you're in the kitchen, you're standing higher, right? I was cooking us something to eat. He was sitting at the table and I was like talking. We're not facing each other. Like I was like telling him about my like some. I, actually, I know exactly what I'm not even going to lie. I was telling him about planners. Like I'm obsessed with planners. If you know me, like I like invest hella money into them. And so um, I was like telling him about it. And I was like, yeah, I got like this new sticker book for my planner. I sound like a nerd right now, but it's like what I really <laughs> like. And then I was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, this, that and the other. And I was like, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, whatever. And I like turned around and he was like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like something's wrong. And so then I literally was interested, yeah. I literally was like, I yeah, we're going to eat chocolate. Like I am now this part I'm lying. I don't know what I said. I said some outrageous like this line and he's like, uh, Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." And I was like, "You don't care about anything I'm saying." So then I, like, dropped the pan that I was, like, cooking with, like, so that it would, like, make a noise on, like, my parents' countertop, right? And he, like, looked up, and I was like, why are we together? I was like, like, let's just be friends if we're going to act like this. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, what, what, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And he was like, stop. Like, I was just, I was on my phone. I'm sorry. I should have been paying attention. So that is when I knew 
And then like maybe like two weeks to like a month later, I called him from my job at the time I was working at a hotel. And sorry to my hotel, I used to like run up the phone bill because we used to like sit there and talk. <laughs> 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 and so, I like called him on the phone from my work phone. I was like, hey, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And he flat out told me, y'all. He was like, well, not flat out. But he was like, I had a one night stand and I cheated on you. I'm sorry. And he hung up. And I was like, oh, heck no. So I like called my boss and I was like, I have to leave. I have a family emergency. Like I can't stay the rest of my shift. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. And I went to like go find him and he was not at his house. So I went to the park because that's usually where he would go to like play basketball. And I found him there and he admitted to just a one night thing. But in reality, he was in a full blown other relationship. Like this other woman to this day, at least from my knowledge, she believes that I was the side chick the entire time. And I had been with him for five years at that point. Oh God. And so they're married now and if he ever listens or she does like I don't care what they say about me because I know that they have a whole scenario of who I am in their own heads Um, but that's the truth and so for me I feel like I noticed it emotionally first like you were just completely checked out of this relationship and then to come to find out you were physically cheating on me like you were sleeping with this person you were in a relationship so you were literally I was there out of comfort. I was there because you were comfortable with me. It was cool to, and you, I guess in his head, I'm totally assuming, like you thought if you waited it out, like either I would leave or she would, and then you would just get stuck with someone. Yeah, stuck with someone. Like whoever was the other, whoever was the one who stuck it out the longest, you know? And I don't go through people's phones. I've said that before on the air. I don't do it. I don't touch other people's phones. I don't care if you put it face up or face down or in your pocket or up your butt. Like I don't care where it's at. I will not go through your phone because I'm a firm, firm, firm believer in curiosity kills the cat. Well, that's how you get beat up, first of all. (laughs) But I actually, that's one of my things that I pride myself in as far as not being a cheater. Uh-huh. So I used to have a black glass so you couldn't see through the it. The privacy screen. And yep. I, my password was wor- a word because you can change it from being a number. You can actually have a word. So I mm-hmm. spelled out a sentence every time because I was being shady. Mm. I was being shady as hell. And now, like, my partner has my password and I have a regular clear screen and like I have nothing to hide and it feels so good right it feels so good yeah see and I just like can't do it so for me it's just like cheating I feel like when people say cheating it's like there's so many forms and fashions yeah. of it. and infidelity is like you had sex with somebody and maybe that was like I'm not dismissing that but maybe that's all it was like it was just a physical thing and it is what it is and that's it like yep. you're done you know and it's not like it's whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean I know it's not I whatever have, but like yeah sorry no one go. thing to add really quick that I think that we should have touched base on is um, right when you're in a relationship say I'm in a relationship with John and John cheats on me um, who do I blame do I blame John or do I blame his side bitch or yourself or myself yeah like because I feel like people a lot of women think that something's wrong with them because they're being cheated on and there's nothing wrong with you you're someone's cup of tea that's what I want to tell everybody that's listening if your current partner doesn't appreciate all of you, no matter the good, the bad, if you have anxiety, if you're bipolar, if you're overweight, if you're underweight, Say if that. they don't appreciate you for who you are, then leave. It's hard as hell to walk away Yes. because I chose to Truly. stay in a relationship with someone who broke my knee and someone who cheated on me. Mm-hmm. And because I loved that person, I saw through it i worked through it mm-hmm. but there's nothing wrong with you who broke your knee 
figurative, like literally. Literally broke my knee when I was trying to leave after a fight. So I was like rolling out my little suitcase, going to the Band-Aid's house, and she grabbed my suitcase and we had wood floor and I slipped and I broke my knee and I was like sitting there crying because I didn't know what happened, but I felt it instantly break. And then she went to console me and she sat on my knee and tore the rest of the muscle. Like not knowing. It was the most traumatic experience ever. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, but yeah, so like I chose to stay and like obviously you can choose to stay if your partner cheats on you or not, but just know it's gonna take work. Don't blame yourself. They need to earn your trust back and you just need to really learn how to communicate. You yeah. really, really need to learn how to communicate. What's so, your? I want to know your answer to that yeah, question, what's though. Your answer. What did I ask? Who do you? No, you, you didn't ask anyone. Who do you blame? Who do you if blame? If your partner cheats if on you, you, do you blame the other person? Do you blame yourself, or do you blame your partner? That's a very tough question. It's tough. Um, I do believe that everything is a choice. Uh, I'm just gonna have to say my partner. I agree. My 100%. partner. Because. Um, I cannot control what, let's say I'm dating Sam, and Sam cheats on me with Tyler. Sam would never cheat. Just kidding. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> so, so let's say Sam and Tyler, right? Yeah. Um, I'm with Sam. I cannot control what Tyler is up to. I cannot control what Tyler is doing. I can't even control what Sam is doing. Right. Right? Sam needs to communicate to you. Right. I, I, can, I, I have to be able to wholeheartedly trust and I hate that word mm -hmm. but I, I have to trust mm -hmm. Sam to know that he's gonna respect me when I'm not there to see it like you know that's all I can say Sam is gonna make a choice Tyler is tempting as hell I get it but it's it all comes down to Sam Sam should communicate with me and you know straight up tell me what they're not getting what he's not getting from me and then if I can't provide that and if I'm it's, it's one thing if I'm unable to provide it or unwilling to provide it. Right. If I'm unwilling to provide it, then it's my fault. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm choosing not to. That's how I see but it. But also, don't blame Tyler because, A, now you know what kind of person Tyler is because he doesn't respect relationships. And that's what I think about with my Band-Aid person. Yes. Like, even though it's me and we have that rapport because, trust me, I have, like I said, I caught a flight for this woman. Um, I can't even tell you what else like I'll say I'm going to visit my friends and I'll really end up at her house like mm -hmm. I have friends that live in Santa Maria and like she lives there too and I say I'm going to visit my friends to my current partner because they don't or not my current partner right now but like my partner that I was with yeah not those a trip. Mm -hmm. and then I'll just be living my own life you know these are lies but yeah these it's her fault she's choosing to be the other woman in every single one of my relationships mm. willingly no matter if she's using using the excuse of like, oh, I'm fighting with I'm fighting with my partner, so then I'm gonna go to her because she's gonna console me. Um, but she's also making the choice and using it as an excuse that I got in a fight with my partner to be the other woman. Yeah. Just like Tyler, Tyler is making the choice not to respect your relationship and to be the other man right. because right. Sam is telling Tyler it's not that serious or I'm unhappy or whatever. So Tyler's given the green light. Yep. And it's worse when Tyler knows Sam's family. Yep. Because now Tyler has a different route to go through to get to Tyler, to get to Sam, sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm all confused. You yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. though? Yeah, I get it. So at the end of the day, it's all about a choice and let's all hope that we make the right choice forever. Mm.
that's 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 an affirmation af- affirmation right there yes yeah, always making the right choice it is that's tea what else do you have for us that you want to talk about before yeah, we wrap this yeah, up? Yeah, let us know. We want to. This um, may be the longest episode we've ever had. I know, but it's good, y'all. It's good. <laughs> it's worth Because I know that people are going to be like, oh my God, you did not just say that. But I did. <laughs> um, one thing I, I want to talk about is my business and yeah. five of my other friends. We're doing a huge giveaway for the fall. Um, all you have to do is you can either send us an email to thestretchcollective at gmail.com or you can send us a one minute video nominating a woman that deserves a fresh fall makeover. They're gonna get a, a new set of lashes from Jesse's Lashes. They're going to get a new outfit from me, including a pair of shoes. They're going to get a haircut and style from um, the Rebel Barber, who's a hairstylist. Um, my friend who is a makeup artist in LA will be doing their makeup. And then I have a friend, Elisa, here in Oxnard that's gonna be doing a photo shoot for them. So, so it's like cool. a yeah six hundred dollar giveaway, and all we want is for someone. We want people to give back. We want women to empower women. So nominate someone else. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, um, we have had so many people like and repost our video, our little giveaway video, and not one entry. And the feedback that I've gotten is that people want to be able to nominate themselves, and I think that's very selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the holiday season. There, you know there's people out here, moms, working like five jobs, and they could use this. So everybody share, 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 like share this giveaway. We want to give it to someone who really deserves it. And we want this to be so big that we'll, we'll do it again. And both men and women can nominate yes. someone. Yes, But it has to be a woman. Well, I mean, like guys get full sets of lashes too. So if that's what you want, then, you know, yeah. <laughs> Go off. We are know. not limiting. We're not limiting anybody. Yeah. yeah, but we just want someone who really deserves it to win. okay Great. we love that so we, we will definitely share that on our um insta and our twitter yeah. at say my name podcast so we can support because we love that and we will even be sure to when that person wins and gets their fresh fall makeover we'll definitely share their we'll highlight after, that after. Too. yeah, yeah that would be awesome yeah that's really cool so um i actually donated some of my clothes to the stretch collective which was like really cool i was like super excited because i always as a woman who identifies as a plus size woman it is not easy i actually was just ironically telling my boss um today's Monday, I don't know. It was like last week. Monday. And I was like, uh, I was talking about something completely like unrelated, but I was like, I hated going back to school shopping when I was a young girl. Like, and I wasn't even like big. Yeah, (laughs) me too. And I hated it though, because I was like, this is so difficult. You know, like you go to stores and all the, well now it's a little it's a little bit more inclusive but Mm -hmm. i'm like you go to stars and everyone's like this skinny little this and that he was like really he's like yeah i never really thought about that from like a female's perspective i was like yeah i used to go into the dressing rooms and cry me too because i would have to go um school shopping with all of my cousins and my sister and they're all average size so they would find all their stuff first and then like i wouldn't be able to find stuff that fits me so then i would like get kind of emotional and then my grandma would like get mad at them and tell them to help me find stuff but then they would pick the ugliest stuff just so that we can get out of there because they already got their stuff Mm -hmm. to give me and it was so traumatic yeah so that's another reason why i started my business is because i don't want people to have those traumas those lifelong traumas i know it's so like and i I was talking i'm 29 years old and i was talking about an incident like i specifically remember my mom used to make it like um she would do her best to try to make it like as um like what's the word 
um, like a soothing is the only thing that comes yeah. to mind, like a soothing experience as possible because she, you know, my mom is a plus size woman who has like all the confidence in the world though. So I've never have lacked in that department. Like, so shout out to my mom for always being like very, like we never really talked about it because it wasn't like, yeah, you out just of the are norm. who you are. That's yeah, you exactly are, yeah. how it was for me. Yeah. I was like, okay. And like your, your section unfortunately is smaller than everyone else's and it's stupid. You know, my yeah. mom would say stuff, but, um, yeah, like you never realize those things until you like think about it going back. And so I love that. Um, because I just feel like it's like you said, it can be a traumatic experience and that's like difficult. So cheating is traumatic and going back to school shopping can be yeah. traumatic too. <laughs> uh, I just want to, I just want to add that I was, hearing that story about you shopping Kay um, and you know your cousins and everyone else um, you Kay today with your business you're giving back to that little girl mm-hmm. so it's full circle yeah it's definitely full circle because I don't want anybody to have to I know we're all going to struggle but if I could be a part of the change or be a part of one thing that helps someone's experience be a little less shitty than I think my work is done. Yeah. It's not about the money. It's just about giving back, letting fat girls know they can wear crop tops and wear lingerie and wear two-piece bathing suits. I am all for it. Like, watch my videos. I don't care. Like, wear what you want to wear. Feel comfortable in what you want to feel comfortable in. um, And just own it. Right. I'm thinking of Lizzo. Yeah. So I actually want to ask something that's related to your um, business, not to per se the topic of the episode. You mentioned earlier when you introduced your business that you are a body positivity. Um, like that's the, the perspective you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Can you define that? Because I personally feel from my from Marita's own opinion, definitely not a shared opinion. Um, I feel like body positivity is one of those things that's starting to fall into this whole self-care movement and is getting a little bit like cliche from a standpoint. Like there's certain people who have it have put it out there that they are body positive, like they're a movement or they're this or that. And I'm like, girl, like yeah playing like because like you said it yourself and i think that that's really it's really important like that it doesn't matter who you are what you what size you are you can wear what you want to wear but i also feel like body positivity can be you wanting to wear a grandma sweater all the time because that's what you're comfortable in Mm -hmm. like i can still be body positive and not wear a crop top in my opinion yeah so for me, body positive is strictly just your body. Mm-hmm. It's not really what you put on it. It's about how society um, reacts to bodies like mine versus bodies like someone who is a smaller size than me. Mm-hmm. Um, what I can say is also what I've done during the pandemic is I don't really like to follow people I don't know. And I'm kind of weird like that. But I followed five plus size influencers. Mm-hmm. And they always talk about extended sizes and sustainable brands and i think those two terms are bullshit if i'm just being honest Mm -hmm. um because the sustainable brands that they're posting on their pages are like i clicked on i always click on the link because i love to shop and i see something that like is at target um and it's like 298 dollars like she's like talking about body positive and oh like love the skin you're in but this bitch is like excuse my language lady is like 5'11 and 140 you're not body positive like I feel like body positive is loving the skin you're in no matter what size you Mm -hmm. are no matter what you wear it doesn't have to do with your clothes Mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with owning your figure owning your shape owning 
I like my ex that passed away she used to call my back fat my hot dogs like I own that and I wear a two-piece now and I let them hang out I don't care you know what I mean like mm-hmm. that's body positive um so for me the perspective of being body positive is everyone no I do not have clothes for women that wear size two or even a size 10 or 12 because they don't have the struggle like we do in the 14 16 area they don't mm-hmm. have the problem where you're like damn there's only an extra large or a 5x guess i better learn how to sew or lose some weight you mm-hmm. know what i mean like and that's what i mean about the whole extended sizes thing like they think extended sizes is like a 3x but i have a client who's a 5x and who doesn't leave the house because she's morbidly obese and guess what i take my fat ass to the store to shop for her and personally pick out great pieces mm-hmm. that i know are going to make her feel good and hand deliver them to her because I want her to be body positive. I want right. her to feel good in the skin that she's in, not what she's putting on her body. And I want her to feel empowered. I love that. But I get that. This, we don't even want to keep talking about the self-care <laughs> movement. Because this will be like part three. Like, guys, we're, <laughs> we're already ready. having part two yeah, clearly. Like- <laughs> but this will be part three because I can't. Yeah, I, I agree can't with you. with the anxiety. Like, everybody thinks anxiety that is Gen Z, not necessarily millennials, because I feel like us millennials are gangsters. Like, we had to just figure it out back in the day. She's right. Yeah. She's right. And the Gen Zs are all about, like, they're, I think they're going to honestly, side note, they're going to help us win this election because they are out here. They're in the trenches. They are voting. They are protesting. Like, I'm all for it. As we've mentioned, shout mm-hmm. out yes, to the Gen Zs. the Gen Zs. Oh, they're oh, going to get us through this little hump. Yeah. But we um, make this it. whole anxiety thing, they are eating that up. Like, when I hear 10-year-olds talking about they have anxieties, like, I feel bad because I can't take that shit seriously. Like, you don't know the struggles we went through in the 90s. Facts. With the buckets <laughs> of fries and the McSalad shaker. Facts. Like, you don't know what we had to go through. I'm so weak. No one knows about... I went to a birthday party at McDonald's once, and we oh, stacked boxes of Big Macs boxes like as a competition <laughs> these gen zers don't know nothing about that but you, green but you salad. have anxiety yes <laughs> but I'm you have y'all. anxiety do we sound like bitter old millennials or not <laughs> we do you have anxiety but i'm over here carrying 57 big mac boxes stacked up trying to win a free toy that i get with I'm a happy meal so Done. I'm thinking about the fucking chink, uh, chicken fingers at Burger King. <laughs> oh, God. Bomb. Chicken yes. fries. You chicken, mean chicken yeah. fries? Yes. <laughs> you mean the chicken fries, not chicken fingers? Yeah, they don't um, understand. <laughs> <laughs> All the Gen Zers out there, don't worry. We love you. Yes, we like, love you. We love you. We do. Uh, shout out, super shout out to uh, Nate Lowe, who was our first yeah. guest for Love and Relationship, who's technically a Gen Z. So um, I love you, Nate. But facts yes. <laughs> to everything said no I, I live I'm living for that because I like I said identify as a plus-size woman I have been plus-size my entire life I have never been in a single digit uh, clothing size like I don't think I've, I've ever in my whole existence of life and so um, which I don't care that I'm yeah, not like, you just own it <laughs> yeah you know do what I do and dress how I want to dress and I, I'm comfortable in my skin it, but I'm also comfortable just in my skin like you're saying so thank you for sharing that I yes. appreciate it yeah so Final thoughts, Kevin. Um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about definitions of cheating. I learned a lot about uh, being with someone who like, can help you how to love through the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this episode is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Final thoughts. Well, um, I want to say thank you guys for having me and giving me this platform and the opportunity, A, not only to talk about my business, um, but also to just share my experience and in life and right now currently grieving and 
I mean like healing from traumas that I put myself through in the past it's been a it's been a great experience this has been so fun and I wish you guys like nothing but success and I'm so excited and we like Thank to you. think about think of our podcast as also a therapy session. Yeah, so you are do. always welcome back. Yes, Thank absolutely. You. There, as we stated, there clearly will be a part two and right. very much so probably a part three. So yeah. these, I know they're going to be asking you like, what happened after you got home? <laughs> well, I put on my scrubs and then she was pulling in the driveway and I was like, missed you, got to go to work. Even though I just got back from vacation and had toppers at the airport and roses oh, and stuff. Yes. Mom. I gotta go. Yeah, yeah, we need that part too. We for need sure. that. My band-aid even brushed my teeth that day. Oh. I, I laid I woke up in bed and she brought me a cold cup of water and a toothbrush with toothpaste on it and was like, here, brush your teeth and spit in the cup and then took it from me. I was like, damn, why am I going home? <laughs> yeah, do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We yeah, we gotta we gotta part two this for sure. There's gonna be a part two. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, that's all for us for this episode of Say My Name podcast. Stay tuned for our final three episodes yeah. of the season. And keep an eye out for all the links to Kay's business. And giveaway, and giveaway with all of her friends and their amazing businesses. So we'll be sure. And please be sure to nominate some very deserving people it. out there. The holidays are coming, so it can be a stressful time for everyone. So Thank you for being here, Kay. Thank you Thank so you. much for Thank being you. with us. All right, y'all. Have a good one.